Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. We've got a very interesting show for you today. Today, we're going to be answering the big question, can introverts sell? So I've got our amazing director of sales with us today, Mr. Mark Von Muser, who is just a genius with this stuff. And the reason we wanted to tackle this question is because this is a big insecurity that a lot of people have. Like, If you're not some naturally extroverted, super enthusiastic, outgoing person, do you have a shot at being able to sell people into your programs and into your offers? And, and can you really succeed at being a, a business owner? Can you really succeed at being a thought leader? Can you really succeed at sales? And we wanted to take that question apart for you guys today because I know that a lot of you guys out there are introverts. And sometimes introverts are the most brilliant thinkers out there. And sometimes you guys have the very best ideas. And so how can you is it even possible for you to take those brilliant ideas that you've got and turn them into a fantastic business or a fantastic coaching company or whatever it is that you want to do if you're a natural introvert? So Mark, man, it's great to have you here today. Great to be here. I'm excited about this topic because this is actually, we're going to cover exactly the opposite of what traditional thinking has always been around the subject. So I'm super excited to unravel it and, and uh, talk to people and give some people uh, some new contrary truth, which is going to blow their minds. And we're going to have a lot of fun as, as well. All right, man. Well, lay it on us. Can introverts sell? The answer is going to surprise you. And again, if you guys get out there, uh, the answer is an absolute yes, but. Okay. That's it's a yes, but. Yes. How funny would how, how how awesome would it have been if we were just like no? <laughs> so, <laughs> you're an introvert, go jump off a cliff. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. No. Yeah. All right. So it's yes, but okay. So great. So what's the but? Okay. So the but has got to be not likely if you're using an outdated methodology, an outdated approach to sales, which okay. the the old way of doing sales was was driven by power, charisma resilience, thick skin, just keep hitting it. When they say this, you say this. When they do this, they, you do this. This is how you create rapport. Just get them to like you. All that type of superficial stuff, which is the opposite of the power of the introvert. And so there were three success hacks that I found about harnessing the unlocking the power of the introvert. Okay. So, so what you so I just want to make sure that like that I'm on the same page with what you're saying here. So what you're saying is that traditional sales training, the way that it's normally taught, and this is something we talk about a lot, guys, like most of the sales training that's available out there in the marketplace today, it's from that old school boiler room, like high pressure model. And believe it or not, that stuff dates back to like the seventies and eighties. And and honestly, maybe even before that. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, but probably even earlier. But that's the stuff that's being taught today, like in most sales training programs. So, Mark, it sounds to me like what you're saying is that that old school way of doing things is just heavily dependent on pressure, heavily dependent on charisma. And if you are a natural introvert, you're going to have some problems with that. 
Yeah. Introverts by design. This was really funny. I was talking to you before we did this call. And even as recently as 2010, the American Psychological Association, uh, the APA, actually had introversion as a type of potential mental disorder, which is just (laughs) crazy because they were, quote unquote, possibly antisocial, that they didn't want to interact, which was nothing. Now they don't do that. But that's how recent that stigma has been attached to people that don't need to go to a group to get fulfillment and get energy. But let's walk this back to the 50s and 60s. In order to be successful in door-to-door sales, a lot of these strategies started with insurance and Fuller Brush Company and, and Hoover Vacuums or some of the vacuum sales, encyclopedia sales. So obviously, everybody's going to get super excited going door-to-door, dodging dogs to sell a vacuum cleaner to people who don't need it. So what kind of person could be successful in that? So you got somebody that had really thick skin, really driven, really outward, and they would talk to a 1,000 people to get 10 people to buy. That was normal. Well, those are predominantly extroverts. So if you have 10 people, nine of them flunk out, which was the attrition rate, and only one did it. And we look and we go, hey, look at that guy. He did it. So let's hire 10 like him. He's now the manager and the sales trainer. And he looks for 10 extrovert, thick-skinned, focus-driven people that don't care about what they have to go through to get the sale. And now repeat that over 30 to 40 years. So the leaders of the industry were all those high extroverts high-driven, forget about, you know, whatever, just do it our way, outcome-focused, period. And now that really eliminates about eight-tenths of the, of the people to hire. And so when I started to look at it, if you look at introversion, the real question should be neither is better. So how do you harness the power of the introvert? There's so, okay, a- yeah. So, so, let's say, so let's say you are a natural introvert. You're not somebody that would think of yourself as like some super charming, quick-witted, charismatic person. Maybe you like being alone. Maybe you don't really like being around other people. When you're around other people, you feel drained. And so obviously using those old school tactics, those were not the kind of people that would be successful using those. And so over time, they would hire one extrovert and that guy would do really well. Then they would hire 10 more like him, 10 more extroverts. But then what would happen is a whole culture built up Mm -hmm. around how do you use the skills of the extrovert in order to enroll people, right? In order to make sales. So how then, because we've had a lot of successful clients who are introverts, What's the difference between the way that they used to do it, which is totally unfriendly to being an introvert, and the way that we do things today? Great question. That was actually part of the genesis when we when we re-went back and looked at the way it's being taught, sales were conducted. Those now, while they were effective in the 50s and 60s because of the absence of other strategies... And also people didn't, they weren't getting inundated all day long with infomercials. They weren't getting inundated all day long with telemarketers. They weren't getting inundated. So if you're the only guy to walk in that door in the last year, you had a pretty decent chance. Well, now you're getting inundated and we put barriers around. We don't want to talk to salespeople. So now what happens is the difference between this and when we restructured and went back, we looked and took it all the way to, instead of trying to sell people, Why don't we shift the game and start working on strategies that will help open up the truth, the truth of the consequences of what happens and what's going on in their life and not being so arrogant and presumptuous that, oh, one size, everybody needs my vacuum cleaner. You know, our whole strategy got back to, hey, let's look and see what's going on with your business. Let's see if we what's working, what's not. You might be one tweak away and don't need us. Mm -hmm. And so when we started making the focus of the call to get to the truth of the conversation, Now we also started to 
move into the space and the power of the of the introvert. Introverts do not like small talk, chit chat, bullshit. That all that fluff talk that they it's like it, it makes them feel like crap. It's mind numbing. Oh, gee, that's a beautiful blue shirt. Where'd you get it? What kind of fiber is that? Wow, that's really great, Russ. They hate that stuff. And you could have an extrovert and an introvert, both of them going to an event or a party, but they're going for completely different reasons. The extrovert will pull energy from it. They want to go ahead and talk about your blue shirt. They want to go ahead and talk about all sorts of cool stuff. Hey, yeah, by the way. But the introvert is going there to connect with people he already likes. Mm -hmm. He is not going there to connect with 900 people. He's going to find his five friends. And so it's more of a quality versus a quantity. And the extrovert generates energy from those type of groups, from that door-to-door sale, because it's human interaction. The introvert protects their energy huge. Mm -hmm. And so they need and they will gravitate really quickly into thought-provoking questions, deep dives into intellectual conversations, which align perfectly to getting to the truth. So the big at the cultural level, that's in the structural level. That's why you're going to see it. And once you get your head around that, and when we looked back at why are we having so much success with introverts, that's why. Because the advocate approach that we use, that we teach, the truth elicitation strategies that we use to get to the truth, introverts love that conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's it's intellectually stimulating, it's truthful, and it feels good. It gives them energy because it's playing to their strengths. And they all of a sudden realize they can be hyper successful with this model. So that's kind of the big differences between the two. So guys, just to give you some backstory into kind of like what Mark is talking about, when we first began to build a model of how do you make consistent high ticket sales? How do you enroll the right clients at premium prices and do it consistently? We looked at the sales training that was out there and it was just hopelessly outdated. And it was, it was really based on three things. It was about box them in, wear them down, and take their money. So it's like box them in where you have the perfect little comeback for every little, uh, you know, if they say this, this is the comeback. And then if they say that, this is the comeback. And their sales scripts would be like these like big, almost like decisions, like a flow chart, like, <laughs> right. like where you know exactly where the conversation is going to go. And it's not a, a real organic conversation. I mean, it's, it's like, it's this, it's this artificial, you know, manipulated thing where I know I, I'm creating all these little double binds where I know you're going to say this or this. And if you say that, I'm going to say this. And if you say this, I'm going to say this. And that's how they box people in. Now, obviously, that didn't work very well. I mean, I think, Mark, you told me one time the average conversions on that was like 6% if you did it right. Correct. And so then, well, to make, how did they make up for that terrible conversion rate? Well, then, then that's the next thing, to wear them down. Box them in, wear them down. And I'll still see like marquee, super famous sales trainers today do blog posts and Facebook posts about that you have to follow up with people 10, 15, 16. I saw one 16 times you got to follow up with people, right? So then you got to like follow up with those people 16 times to make up for the fact the strategy sucks. Maybe if I call them back enough times, it's going to work. And then finally, the last piece is take their money, box them in, wear them down, take their money. And when I say take their money, I mean, these guys are going to try to go get the sale, whether it's the right decision or not. There's no consideration as to whether can I really help this person or is this the best decision for the client to make? There's no consideration into, you know, is this the best decision for me and the best decision for the client? No, no, no. It's like if they've got a pulse and a credit card (laughs) and they're going to say yes, it's like, boom, take their money. So box them in, wear them down, take their money. That's the way that sales were traditionally being taught. 
And you and I took a look at that and we were like, no, 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 no. There's got to be a different way to do that. So we said, look, well, what if we just threw out that old playbook completely? Because if you've ever tried to do sales that way, you know how it feels. It feels inauthentic. It feels pushy. It feels gross. So what if we just threw that playbook out and made the priority not about selling, but, but about serving? And what if we just designed a conversation that's designed to get to the truth of what's really going on? What's going on with the client? Are they someone that needs our help? What's going to happen to them if they don't get it? Are they somebody that we can help? You know, and, and let's just peel away the onion and just get to the truth of what's really going on. And when we started doing it that way, guys, some amazing things happened. Like the less we focused on sales, the more we sold. And so if you look at like where we were in about, I don't know, November of 2015, our company was doing somewhere in the neighborhood of $130,000 in revenue a month. Today, we're doing 1.3 million. We're doing, you know, every month. With 10 times the same number of calls. That's the thing. 10 times as much revenue, but we're talking to pretty much the same number of people. I think in November, we were talking to about 200 people a month. Now we're talking to about 300. So maybe 100 extra people per month, but a 10x revenue. That was the power of really investing in just getting to the truth and focusing like a laser on getting to the truth. And guys, sometimes the truth is we can't help this person. And if we can't help that person, we have a duty and an obligation to tell them that. And coming at it from that kind of honesty transformed our revenues. It transformed our sales process. But kind of a cool side effect was that now we had something that introverts could do too, because it's real, because it's not based on all this like fake ass charm and charisma. It's like, dude, let's have a real conversation about what's really going on. And ultimately with introverts, it's, it's not that they don't like you know, connecting with other people. It's that they don't like superficial BS connection. Mm -hmm. They like that one-on-one -on -one interaction, that deep conversation. They, like, they don't want the fluff. They don't want the superficial stuff. They don't want the BS. They want to have a real conversation with someone that's true and real. And that's what this is. Yeah. The thing I love too, and that gets back, I love that your, your description, because that's exactly it. And one of the things, the outcome is different. The outcome of the traditional way is sales. If they can, I was, that's why I was laughing. If you can fog a mirror, get the credit card. That's their judgment of success. That is not our judgment of success. So the shift that we started to come up with that we created, and there's nobody out there that's teaching this, by the way, was instead of focusing on getting the sale at all costs, always be closing, get resilient, make more calls, get better on your follow-up, toughen up, buttercup, all that hardcore stuff. Ours shifted into being a better advocate, serving them to their truth. Our goal and our judgment about how we were effective was enrolling the right people into their dream and whatever that looks like. And again, we don't even make an offer to 30% of the people and we steer them to whatever will serve them. That is the opposite of what traditional sales does. But there's a couple of other side effects that happen. Number one is that it ex massively expanded who we could have on our team. So now two of our top guys, Nick, who's amazing, and David Risen, these guys are massive introverts. Mm -hmm. Nick was a introvert, ginger Canadian cheese farmer, no sales background whatsoever. <laughs> and he, he's averaging over 20 new clients a month. And the difference is that introverts are instinctively great listeners. So that's another advantage. Now, high Ds like what I am, high Ds, our energy is just pure force. But in, a, in an intellectual elicitation to get to the truth, listening is a paramount skill. 
And so I had to develop my ear. Introverts normally instinctively do that. And the other thing you said earlier too was, can you do it? This I found interesting, but 40% of the CEOs relate to themselves as introverts. Mm. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, a lot of the Lee Iacocca, these guys are all introverts. They get tunnel vision. They focus. They're, they're generally focused on outcomes. They do it. But those are some, a couple of other performers, Prince, Michael Jackson, Christina Aguilera, Lady Gaga, even though on the surface, we think they're out extroverts. They're not. Mm-hmm. They were hyper introverts. And so they would go perform, but they would perform in front of 10,000 people. That was okay. But to get them in a one-on-one or get them in a group of unknowns, they did not like that. They right. liked their close group. And so one of the things that for any of the people out there, introverts can absolutely enroll and get to the truth. And they're very effective at it. And there were three things that I noticed that when you get these, it will unlock your power because that's what we're talking about. You're in an, in a world where the high D's and the, and the extroverts have been dictating training and policy. And anybody that doesn't align to that, you start to think, well, it must be me. I suck at it. So all of the introverts have grown up watching people try it, usually out of college or high school. You went and tried a sales job. You had a high extrovert owner tell you, go out, do it. You hated it. But that was the old truth. There's a new truth now. And that's something that we've been able to prove not only with our own team, but all of the business owners that came through. And we've got a bunch of them now earning over 100K a month. So the real total that are total introverts. Because they connect with this process much more powerfully than the inauthentic old old school way of doing it, you know? Yep. And and so there are three traits that I've noticed that massively unlock the hidden power of the introvert. And it's sad because the people that are running the show and the sales, the last thing they want to admit is that maybe they were wrong. Maybe their system's outdated. Maybe there's a better way. And we were all about efficiency because as you've said, it's not about us. How do we affect and impact and liberate as many people as possible? And from that place of looking for a better way to do it was how we kind of unlocked this and figured this out. So what are those three traits, Mark? The first one, believe it or not, is own it. Absolutely own it. Because now I'm not an introvert, so I can't, you know, I I can acknowledge what the introvert does. I'm an extrovert. So I had to, I played very well to the outdated systems. So I can do that. But for me, there's maybe a hundred people that are not like me. And so that's why there's such a high turnover in sales. You cannot scale a business if you're limited to hiring people like me. There's not enough of them. The turnover rate, the attrition rate, it's just brutal. So one of the reasons we've been able to scale is to show people the power of the introvert. Mm-hmm. Showing Nick, showing David Ryzen, showing you know Violet and Clara and all these people, they're not wrong. But if they think they're wrong, that's the problem. Mm. It's almost mm-hmm. like you have you have Michael Jordan or you have Spud Webb on a basketball team and you're having him go one-on-one with Shaquille O'Neal and you're making him be a center. He wasn't meant to be the center. He should be a shooting guard. He is not meant to go up against one-on-one against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And so if you put the person in the wrong system, they will not be successful. And so what we noticed was the first thing that we had to do was explain the power of the introvert and how to make it work in this context. Mm -hmm. And we had to show Nick, here's Nick, why I love you, because we can teach you structure, but you instinctively have what we can't teach. And that's a caring heart, great listening ability, and a desire to serve the client. 
Mm-hmm. The structure is the easy part. So we got Nick to start to believe and recognize Nick. I would rather, and this is true. I would rather have 10 Nicks on my team than 10 of me because of the strength of that person is consistent. They're fun to work with. They get to the truth or they care about people. And in terms of building a team, that's easier and has more longevity. So it is not a disorder. It's a superpower. But you have to stop listening to a bunch of IDs tell you you're wrong. And so it's only powerful when you effectively harness that power. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing you have to do, if you're out there listening, you need to own it. I firmly believe, and we talk a lot about this in the group, um, in our, in the, um, COD, you are exactly as you're supposed to be. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of the introverts that we have on our, in our program, they must connect at a truthful level because the darkness upon which they're helping people, helping people that have been raped, helping people that have addictions, helping people that have had suffered massive trauma and loss, people that have massive obesity or eating disorders. We're talking about really high stakes problems. Yeah. Now imagine me coming in there with my high ticket and my high pressure. And I'm like, Hey, listen, Russ, you need to be a man. You know, you're, you need to stop eating like that because it, that doesn't work. Well, yeah, but then, but it's the thing, Mark, they might be like, okay, okay. And, and like, it just, you know, you scare people and bully people into saying yes, but, but that's the reason why, you know, the other industry standard is to have 20 to 30% cancellation rates where right. like you bully them in and box them in to saying yes in the oh. moment. And yeah, like I might be so scared of this guy or whatever uh, that I'm going to give him my credit card just to get out of it. But the next day, I'm going to call and cancel. And that almost never, ever, ever happens to us because we don't want people coming into the program, you know, into any program or any of our clients' programs or anything else, unless they've like really had the, you know, been been able to to, to talk it through and and reflect and make that decision right there about what they're going to do. That's the other key distinct difference between this approach and just get the sale. Our success is based on the success of our clients. Right. So when we're enrolling somebody, our job and our, our team is to decide, can we really get that client the outcome? Do they have the traits we need to get them the outcome? Are they committed to the outcome? The other ones, the success is I got the credit card, good luck. Mm-hmm. And so they put all of those over other strategies I know a very, very famous company right now, which has about a 50% cancellation rate on coaching. The people come in without doing one session. Now, what's their strategy? Get them in and then don't answer the phone. This is a true story. That's unbelievable. They don't answer the phone. They don't respond when the client is calling, calling the coaches, calling people, asking for their money back. Their process and hope they'll just go away is they don't answer the phone. It's a very well-known company. And that's the old way. But the new way is before you even take a dime from a person, can't, are you confident you can help them? Right. And if they're toxic to themselves or they're toxic to, and they're, they're not committed, we can't help them. And but, the so thing that, is, but the thing is, Mark, like, the thing I want to point out real quick is that if you're using that old school model of boxing them in, uh, the entire conversation is just designed to get them to say yes for whatever reason. It's not designed to get you clarity on whether this person is really a fit or not. And that's why that old way of doing it is so unbelievably dangerous because you're going to have people that, yeah, you can bully them into saying yes. But then once they get into your program, it's like, oh my God, I can't even help this person or this yep. person is crazy or this yep. person, you know, it has this like, like victim mentality or, or whatever it is. There's somebody you wouldn't want to have in your program. But, but my point is you can't even make that determination unless you're really going to listen. And if you're boxing people in, it's like, you're absolutely not listening, you know? Yep. 
And that's what pisses most people off, too. When you're talking, I said, okay, so, Russ, what do you want? Let me ask you about what kind of house you really want that would make you and your family happy. Go ahead and start to answer me. Yeah, I I would love to have. um... Okay, so, Russ, let me ask you another question. And so I've got this house right down the street. That's the way it's done. And it pisses you off. It pisses them off because I'm not really listening. I didn't ask the question to get to the truth. I asked the question so I can now talk about what I want to talk about, which is also why 90% of those processes, the sales guys doing all the talking and to do it right. The truth, you need to ask questions in a very intent way, but be authentic about them to get to the truth. And you had said this before on other calls. It's a lot easier to get everybody to give a credit card than people understand. And you had said something a while back, which is your character will be tested when if you're not a thousand percent clear that I can help this person or I I think they're there, you don't take the money because that's when you need to get your sale and you need it and you're going to be tested. Do I take it even though this person's a pain in the butt? They, I can't maybe help them. They're probably not ready. If you take the money, you're still not in integrity. Right. And so that's another one that you talked about too, because it's no different than going on a date versus marrying somebody. Marrying is a whole nother commitment level. Right, exactly. And it's like, if, if you've got this strategy that's like, get her to say yes, no matter what, <laughs> you know, or get, get this exactly. person to marry you no matter what. And you have your perfect like proposal closing strategy. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you got to yeah. take a step back and really ask yourself, is this person, that, is this somebody that I want to spend the rest of my life with? That's so right. if you're thinking on these, on these enrollment calls and on these sales calls, guys, and you see these people out there that are selling their system that are like, this is how you can be a hardcore closer or a super closer, like a close the sale. Yeah. And it's like, bro, like, Forget about whether or not you can get them to say yes. The real question is whether you should. That's and I right. tell you guys, this is the secret that people don't understand. The less we focused on getting people to yes at any cost, the more people said yes and the more of the right people said yes. And, and like, look, you guys, you can't argue with the numbers. We are doing yeah. $1.3, $1.4 million a month in revenue with pretty much the same number of calls we were doing before because yeah. we focused on serving every client to the truth. You know, And it might go against what 95% of those other sales trainers are saying. 99. Yeah. 99%. But I'm here to tell you, man, if you forget about the sale and just focus on serving that person and figuring out what the truth is. You watch what happens to your numbers. You watch how easy that conversation is. You watch how much goodwill you generate and you watch how much the quality of your clients goes up at the same time. It's it's yeah. like, it's an unbelievable thing. It's amazing. It's very true. And at the end of the day, and, and the other one too, though, is I would want to throw on a caveat onto that too, was when you're serving somebody too, and I just had this conversation with the paramedic that's in our program, building her program. You also need to make sure that you are not giving band-aids to somebody to feel good in the moment. Serving them to the truth doesn't mean I give you a band-aid. It means that I right. help you see the truth, the consequences, but give you a path so that you can get the real solution. And then you have to decide, are you ready for it? But it's like, that's the other one too, is it's very tempting when you slip, when you move into the service area, which is where you want to go, but don't ever settle for giving somebody a bandaid, which is feel good in the moment when they need surgery or they need a real solution. Because after they feel good, it's kind of like, Hey, here's a bandaid. You're going to bleed out. And, and, you know, a paramedic would never come up on the scene, notice that the person's blood pressure and they have a, you know, kidney bleeding and stuff. Hey, you know what? 
it's going to be really uncomfortable. So let me just put a bandaid. Hey, you're going to be okay, buddy. No, they need to treat it as an immediate emergency and be truthful about it. So a lot of times heart-driven entrepreneurs and heart-driven people on the phone, they make that mistake. It's a big reason why we train and have strategies to get mm-hmm. people clear on the difference. That's so important, Mark. Yeah. You serve, you serve to the point from a place of love and service, but that means you're, you're committed to giving them the truth and how to get out of their pain once and for all, not a band-aid. Okay. So um, you start with owning your introversion and understanding that, hey, it's not a liability, it's an asset. And then what's the second, the second thing that Second one is that introverts will excel in an advocate truth process. It plays Mm -hmm. to all of their strengths. It plays to their high level listening. It plays to their ability to connect at an intimate level. It plays because they can think and they're more committed to getting in an an intelligent conversation than just fluff talk. So you don't have to spend as much time on fluff. You can get to the real problem quicker Mm -hmm. and they understand at another level. So when you're Focus is truth elicitation, which is really what we do on the phone. Getting to the truth. Getting to the truth. And then you're also their advocate. That opens up entirely new energy than if we're talking about sales and closing. So these guys that are high ticket closer, if somebody comes to you as a high ticket closer, it's like, how does that make you feel? I don't want to be closed. I have a problem. I want some help. Imagine walking into the number one surgeon. I'm the number one high ticket uh, surgeon in the country. I do more surgeries than everybody. Okay, cool. Yeah, Maybe like, I need this. I need it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'd rather not have a surgery. Can I? Is there any like you know? Like, is there any way I cannot have the right. surgery? Yeah, I mean, it's so, Mark. That's like that's such a huge distinction because it's like if someone isn't a fit, you have a duty to say no. You know, even correct. if they're ready to go, even if you know you could close them, you got to think about whether you should. And this it's is the rub of the structure too. This is the structure of the way they do it, that they, they build their processes, the high pressure process and the updated, they anticipate 20 to 40% and they hope that it's going to be at the lower end, but they build it into the price. They build it in the commission structure because they know it's a part of it. And they just say 20 to 40, 20 to 40% refunds. You mean that's right. Yes. Okay. So So, they build that into, okay. So that's a really important distinction, man, because you'll have people talk about these giant sales figures, right? Where, Oh, I'm doing this much every month, or I did a, I don't know, $5 million launch or something. But that's just the top line number. They don't tell you that 20 to 40% of those people are either going to not complete or refund or cancel or whatever. You never hear about that piece of it. So that's what he's talking about is that they just look at that as the cost of doing business. Well, if I sell, I don't know, a million dollars worth of something and then 40% of the people get a refund. I'm still up, you know, I'm up 600 grand. Man. I'm up 60%. Cool. I can live with that. That's not yeah. what we want in our business. And that's not what we want for you guys either. We want when someone makes the decision to enroll, we want them to enroll and in stick and be yeah. happy they're there because you listened to them and empowered them to get to the truth and make the best decision for them. Even if that decision sometimes is no, we want to make sure that this is the best decision for both of us. Yep. Uh, Adrian told me who's, who's a rock star in his band. She was sitting at a table with a very famous person who did a, a high ticket launch, remember? And the person had talked about, you know, well, these eight, she brought in t- 10 people for to go there. Eight of them asked for a refund, but Great. all they focused on was how much money did they make up front? They didn't look at the net. And at no time were they discussing how many of our clients are getting outcomes. It was not even on the calendar. It was simply look at my big number up front. Let's give the impression to everybody. And that's just as isn't that's building a house of cards. Yeah. And so for the introvert, 
with an advocate approach, a truth approach, you're going to feel good about it. It will play to your strengths. And the other part is that now you don't have to flounder in a superficial conversation. Right. The entire process. So it's maximizing your time. It's showing massive respect for the other person. And at the end of the day, your goal is to help decide, do I want to work with them? Can I solve it? Am I the best to solve it? Are they ready to solve it? And let's help. If you want it, great. Here's how it looks. And if not, great. Yeah. Great talking. But it creates such a powerful call. The same people who used to hate it now say, and you see this all the time, Russ, it's the favorite thing they do. Totally. Paradigm shift. So that's the second one. The third thing that you guys want to know too, this is where you're going to excel. This is what we noticed with Nick. This is what we noticed with with David as well. And that I call range. Mm. The reason that we aren't having to do the normal way is if you get 10 sales out of 100 and you want to get 20 sales, you do 200 calls. If you want to get 30 sales, you do 300 calls. Now, what are you fighting? The farther you stretch that is time. There's only so much time. So one of the things we've noticed with the truth approach and an advocate approach, when you get an introvert, they have more range than the high D. What he means, guys, is that normally in a sales conversation, you think, so like, look, all of us think a certain way. Some of us are visual thinkers. Some of us are introverts, extroverts. Some of us um, are are more directive. Others of us are more like detail oriented. Some of us are big picture thinkers. We all have these like inherent you know, biases in the way that we think that are part of our personality. And so what happens on most sales teams is that whatever type you are, you can only connect to other people of that same type. So like if I'm an extrovert and I talk fast and I think fast and I'm a visual thinker, I'm only going to be able to enroll other people who show up just like me. But what we found is that introverts, if you put them in a context where they're going after the truth, where just like all the stuff we've talked about, it's about the truth. It's about being an advocate for the client. It's a real conversation. If you put them in that situation, then they have the ability to connect with all kinds of different people. If somebody comes on the call who's a fast-talking, visual-thinking person, boom, they can connect with that person. But if somebody comes on who's, you know, I don't know, maybe a personal trainer or something or someone who works with their hands, who's more kinesthetic in the body where they take a little bit longer to make decisions because they have to see, check in and see how it feels in their gut, the introverts will be able to connect with that person too. And yeah. so the introverts can actually speak to and close and enroll and, and you know, connect with a wider range of people if they're doing it from the perspective of getting to the truth rather than just close, 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 sell, sell, sell. That's right. And that's exactly it. So I I didn't have the patience or the time to want to do a thousand calls. And I was always about refine, 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 increase my range, be able to serve more types of people. And so the introvert naturally has an advantage there. We've got high D's, um, you know, which is me, which is more of the force, but they also then would put their time to actually look to adopt some of the introvert strengths, which is listening Right. True connection. And so the one thing that the people are out there, when you serve them to the truth, the structure of the call and that true desire to get to the truth, that's what is doing the selling, not you. Your job is just to open it up. I have a firm belief that when people look and they fully feel and understand what the consequences are of not solving something, most people would rather solve it than not. They would rather be rich than poor. They would rather have abundance than struggle. They would rather have fitness than obesity. They would rather have passion than than apathy. And so these are things that if you can articulate it and get that truth out there, you don't have to close. The client chooses to embrace their dream and invest and enroll with you. 
Big difference. So guys, like that is the, the thing that I want you guys to understand is that the old school way of doing things is box them in, wear them down, take their money, all about your charisma. It's all about not even listening to that person. But the new way of doing things, the way we do it at COD is about peeling away the onion and just getting to the truth. And they're going to make the best decision and we're going to make the best decision. And if we're in sync and it's a fit, great, maybe we'll work together. But if not, if we don't feel it's a fit or if we don't feel we can help or if they're just not somebody who has the kind of problems that we solve, we absolutely tell that person that and we you know, give them a big hug and send them on their way and it's all good. So when we made that shift, guys, I mean, you just, we just can't argue with the, what it's done in terms of the numbers. And it's kind of a paradox because the less you focus on sell, 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 and the more you focus on serving to the truth, the more people you're going to enroll and it's going to be more of the right people. And, um, you know, and again, the great thing about that is that hell, that works whether you're an extrovert, whether yep. you're an introvert, whether you're, Canadian ginger cheese farmer <laughs> <laughs> like Nick or, or whether, you know, or, or whatever it is, because now it's real, you know, That's now right. it's authentic. It's a real connection between two people. We're going to have a real conversation. It's not based in manipulation. It's based on, look, man, let's just get in sync and touch base and, and see what's going on. So guys, look, if you're listening to this and maybe you know you, you haven't had any sales training at all and you're sitting there going, well, man, I better figure out how to do that so I can actually you know, sell. But if you have, if you have had other sales training and it didn't feel good and it did feel gross and it did feel icky and you're like, what do I do? How do I do this? I want you guys to book a call to, to speak to us. Go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call because we can introduce you into a new way of doing things that nobody else is teaching. Nobody else even, I don't I think even tries to do it this way, honestly. But um, there's no arguing with the success that it's produced for us and the success that it's produced for our clients. Our refunds are practically non-existent. Cancellations are practically non-existent. I mean, our clients show up ready to work, ready to kick some butt. We're getting not just more revenue, but we're getting more of the right people. And when people go through this process, the odds of them being exactly the kind of person that you want to work with are like through the roof. So if you're interested in you know incorporating this strategy into what you do, then book a call with us. If we can help you do this stuff, great. If we can't, like like we've been talking about this whole time, believe me, we'll tell you. Yeah, because at the end of the day, guys, the people that are really out there, if you don't have an effective way to enroll the right people, your hands are tied. Right. You can spend a ton of money on magazine ads. You can spend a ton of money on 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 launches, a ton of money on ads, a ton of money. But there comes a point when the rubber meets the road when you're doing a call, and you know, or in a network group. But when you understand this all the pieces start to work because they become aligned. It's authentic and it's congruent, but most importantly, it's effective because if you hate being sold to, why would you expect your clients hate to be sold and pressured? And so if you want to go ahead and make a difference, you must have a skill that works with today's buyer. You just mm -hmm. must. And it's not about getting, getting the credit card. It's about enrolling the right people, the right ones that are committed, the right ones that you want to work the right ones that are going to get great results. And then you love them all. That's where the saying came from. We love them all. We let God sort them out. And it's like, our job is to help them get to the truth. Their job is to declare that they're ready for their dream. And if they are, we can help a lot of times, not always. Sometimes they might not have a real program. They might not have the truth and the, the experience, but that's part of what our guys are the best in the world at getting to that truth. 
because we take the time to really dig and see what's going on. So guys, look, this is a system that can empower you not just to sell more, but to get the right people and to get the right people for the right reasons. So anyway, book a call with us, clientsondemand.com forward slash call. We'd love to see if you can incorporate these ideas in your business because it's been a game changer for us. And we're really hoping that more people will begin to sell this way in the industry, in every industry really, because I think it's going to erase a lot of the stigma around sales and really, really begin to transform things where people are like, man, when it's done this way, whether you sign up or not, you leave the call with so much more clarity and so much more insight and value than you had when you got there. And that's the way that sales should be. Every piece of your marketing, every piece of your sales, every piece of your programs, whatever it is, should serve the client start to finish top to bottom. And I think that's it, man. We will catch you guys on the next show. Mark, thank you so much for all your wisdom and insights. Thanks Thanks later, guys. guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.